0: This may be harder than you think.
1: Everybody all around the world, every single boy, every single girl, found the way to shake those boots. Blazing up their hanging shoes, yeah. heading up to Geocache.
0: Geocache Talk Podcast is sponsored by FTF Magazine. FTF Magazine can be found at ftfgeocacher.com. And by IB Geocaching Supplies, the best site for geocoins, cache containers, and much more can be found at ibgeocaching.com. And by Cashly. Cachely is the foremost geocaching app and can be found at cashly.com. Please make sure and let these fine sponsors know that you appreciate their support of the show. Hey, everyone it's time for geocache talk whether you're at work in the car or wherever you are we hope you enjoy the show please give it a like and subscribe on itunes stitcher or google play so you can get all the weekly geocache talk goodness big thanks to the travel bugs for the music and my patrons doug jones joshua and caleb slinkard tom brotherman jeff arbaugh deborah burris joshua johnson nick hubbard andrew teepkin cecilia perez sydney sawyer valena mahar jane jewell dana pugatch Memphis Mafia, Craig Michelle, the Geo Gearheads, and Zach Fick. What do you know? If you'd like to become a patron, head on over to patreon.com slash geocashtalk for more details. Patrons get path tags, coins this year. I am going to do a coin this year. Uh, and other geocaching swag. As well as uh, invites to special events. We've done two so far, and uh, I'm going to try to get another one scheduled here uh, fairly soon. So, special event, only for patrons. Support levels start at as little as $3 a month. Well, um, the book came out, as I've mentioned before. One thing I don't think I really pointed out about the book for people is that it really is designed twofold. It's designed obviously for geocachers to read. But I really want people to think about it also as a book to hand to somebody who's not a geocacher to explain about our wonderful sport and to give them something uh, to read to understand more about it. So think about purchasing a, a copy of it um, for for somebody else to give them a really good insight into um, this wonderful world of, geocaching that we uh, live in here today. So let's just rhyme into show number thirty-five for Sunday, February fifth, as I welcome my friend Zach Fick, Sodak Zach to the show. Welcome to Geocache Talk.
1: Thank you. It's my pleasure to be here. <laughs>
0: I'm so glad this worked out and had you on. And uh, you know, it's an early time, but that's okay. We got people watching. We got uh, you know, we've always got the podcast audio people. Uh, shout out to all our audio Folks out there in the world um, And um, You know it's funny I, Once in a while though Zach I'll go look And um, I'll find people Listening to us in You know all the, all the Standard geocaching countries Germany and Australia yeah. and, and Canada and Great Britain Ireland. Once in a while though I find some Really interesting Places that like uh, Cambodia Uh, Mm -hmm. We we don't have a lot, but we got somebody who downloaded our show in Cambodia. So I'm thinking, you know, we're international.
1: Yeah. So
0: that's really cool. Oh, well, Well, let's get right into the topic tonight because uh, we've got a lot to talk about. And so Zach is going to be on today and he's going to tell us uh, about his experiences. And we're going to do a little talk a little about super geocaching since it's the super bowl (laughs) super bowl day uh so first let's start off with how you first learned about geocaching
1: well i'd have to it it was almost a decade ago now and it's weird to think about but i was in high school um and my friends uh one of my close friends her dad we were we were all group of friends were down at their house for the weekend and we woke up on saturday didn't really have much to do and he's was trying to you know entertain us and he said, hey, do you guys want to go do like a it's kind of like a scavenger hunt and we just get, we have this GPS and um, so he took he took us out and we were searching he kind of tried to explain well you're looking for a any type of container that something that could hold paper and we didn't really know what we were looking for and right um, Well the first one he brought us to it was just a caboose that was parked in the middle of town at a park.
0: Oh, now those are tough. Those can be tough.
1: Yeah, and we were looking for a blinky. or. Oh
0: no, yes. That's (laughs) crazy.
1: We didn't know what they looked like, so someone had just put one of those. It was like a five difficulty, and he figured with, you know, eight kids looking all over, we would probably probably find it, but we Uh, didn't. And so, (laughs) but he ended up, he took us to a few of his, and I got to give him a shout out. His name's Geopractor. He's been around for a while, but he's, He's one of the, the good geocachers that every cache he hides is a unique gadget cache. Oh, okay. That's so cool. We've got pretty cool birdhouses or fake posts and things mm. like that. So it was uh, it was a lot of fun, uh, at least seeing finding his. And he was just using it as a maintenance run, I guess. But uh, yeah, so for a little bit after that, I did kind of what geocaching was for the the old timers that you always hear about. Oh how-
0: boy. Wait wait, wait a minute now. I mean, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> that old. What are you talking about? Old timers. Yeah, right. Come on now. No, go ahead. I'm, I know. But, uh, they,
1: you know, they, they talk about how there was, uh, they would have to print off information. Well, I was up at my cabin and we had a, you know, a PC, not even a laptop. And I just looked on there. Um, and I was just finding some of the free ones and there was three or four of them from my cabin, mm-hmm. but I, I didn't even have a printer to print stuff off. And so what I would do is I would just kind of memorize like, okay, here's what it looks like. It's on the satellite map. And I would try and figure out where this place is. And it's like, well, it's by this tree. And <laughs> I found two or three that way and signed the logs and everything. That's good. But it was obviously really frustrating because if I didn't find it, I would have to wait until I went all the way back home. And the next time I was there, and so to find one cache, it could take months. Right. You know, before I get back up to the cabin and find it. And so I didn't really, you know, I just kind of forgot about it. And then a year and a half ago, I was just working one day and driving around and was just kind of reminiscing about high school. And then I remembered that weekend going around searching and what geocaching was. And mm. I said, I'll bet you that's a smartphone app now, if that's still going. <laughs> right. And I and sure enough, it was. And I went and found one later that day with my brother, and um, we grabbed a, a, just a quick, simple pill bottle in a tree or something. And A um, year and a half ago, and I'm at 20, almost 2,700 finds now and haven't looked back.
0: That's awesome. Yes. Now, essentially, though, we talked before uh, the show. You had an interesting beginning, I guess, to uh, geocaching. <laughs> um because you were still kind of like I said, you know, we we're all we, we all started at some point, but you had kind of an interesting beginning. So tell us about the needs maintenance uh, yeah. issue that have, you had. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I had a nice welcome to the community because for me, geocaching was just something I guess I did by myself. I didn't, I knew, I mean, other people did it, but mm-hmm. I didn't know, you know, that, that we'd end up being so close to each other and talk with each other and exchange cell phone numbers for hints and stuff, but. Uh, so picture, I'm just this rogue person that all of a sudden pops in the community and is I'm finding 25, 30 a day after work. And that was pretty much my whole evenings and I'm finding all these things. And, um, when I wasn't finding them, I was so confident in my ability to find them that I would put instead of did not find, I would right. say, well, find it. It's not here. And so I'd put a needs maintenance log on it like, well, I can't find it and I
0: was, if I can't find it, by golly, that thing ain't there.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and admittedly, it was because, uh, well, there were the first three I looked for in town. And we have 1,200 around town here. But the first mm. three, or, uh, they were, you know, one difficulties, one and a half terrains. I was trying to start simple. And you could tell exactly where they should be and what it should have been. You know, just hanging on a, a very small tree here. Right, and, right. So,
0: you you, know, that's the part of those you were probably you were accurate. They probably did need maintenance. But
1: yeah, well, it started the first three I knew needed maintenance. And so I knew, well, that's what I looked up on geocaching.com and it said if they're not there, put a needs maintenance log on there. So I knew those first three, but then I got really cavalier with my (laughs) logs. And finally all of a sudden one day just randomly like four or five people messaged me. So they must've had an event. I think they had one in the next town over. Right. But I think I was a topic of discussion because <laughs> I, I got like three or four people messaged me and said, Hey, welcome to geocaching. Like I know you put all these needs maintenance logs on there. Did you know they're actually there? And that actually kind of ticks off some people sometimes if you do that. Um, and, when I I said oh I didn't know that they were there I I couldn't find them and so you know I gave them a few of them, my phone numbers and they called me and kind of explained the whole thing to me and that was sort of how I was introduced to a few of them so
0: <laughs>
1: and then I finally met people and I realized you know I know they're, they they some can be irritable with certain if you don't do things a certain way right but most of them if you just they're all out there to help each other and they want True. each other to help them. and so. I was initially quite. I was scared that I had just entered this game and made a lot of people mad. But sure.
0: <laughs> well, I, you know something similar yeah. to that. Something I learned um, after doing it, doing, uh, being part of the sport for a while is uh, uh, in my log. I would put um, when I was like you said when we first started. I kind of had a little bit of that hubris too. I was like, well, I don't. It's not there. At DNF. <laughs> I'm like, no, this isn't there. It's gone. <laughs> and I would have people once in a while go, well, you know, maybe you just didn't find it. Maybe you just mm-hmm. didn't know what you, maybe, you know, maybe you're just not as good of a geocacher as you thought you were. And I was like, oh, yep. you know, and so I, I really started to get into the habit. And hopefully everybody else has this habit, by the way, if you're listening. Um, and that is to just put that you didn't have luck, any luck that day. Because there are times, I mean, that we don't find them, even though we're we've, we've done, you know, done yep. the sport for a while but um and so I try to tell people that you know <clears throat> now there are places there are times when it needs maintenance you know uh is very uh like you said if it's apparent like you can yep. tell that the cache is only part of the cache is even left you know that's there's obviously times for that all right enough of our little geocaching tip for the day let's get back <laughs> into uh so what are some of your? Because we're, we're talking about a lot of different things that you've been you've done geocaching. What though is your favorite geocaching experience that you can remember? What well, comes, comes to mind.
1: The it's 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 got to be Mingo.
0: Okay. Yep. <laughs> well, let's let's talk about old Mingo here. So um, <laughs> you did that one fairly recently, right?
1: Uh, a month ago.
0: Yeah. Month ago. Okay. Well, months ago now. Okay, in the in the in uh, it's a little chilly right now, in uh, Kansas.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it was thirty.
0: Oh, it looks colder than that in the video. Yeah, which we'll get into your videos in a little while. But anyway, so you get to Mingo, and if nobody, if some of you all have never been to to Mingo, um, uh, there's not a lot. Out there, I mean, you're you're off the interstate, so I mean, you're you're not like out in the middle of, you're not like away from civilization. But, I mean, you're down a little road, and you know, yeah. there isn't some farm equipment goes by once in a while. When we were there, that's what happened to us: is the big old farm piece of farm equipment went by and almost hit our 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 vehicle when we were parked there. But anyway, yeah. Uh, so you decided. Tell us what you tell us how you plan to videotape Mingo, and then tell us what really yeah. hap, What actually happened? Yeah.
1: So, well, uh, and we could talk about it more later. But I am a I am a YouTube vlogger, and so I had part of the plan was I was road tripping to see meet some friends in Denver, and coming from South Dakota down to there, it was a couple hours out of the way. But I figured. I, it was just me driving. So I didn't have to approve it with anybody. And I said, I'm just going to get mango out of the way right now, this trip. And, you know, but as the trip got near, I knew it was going to be cold and then it literally was the coldest day that we'll probably have this year. Um, and it was, you know, driving down there, I passed over 200 cars in the ditch of which about 50 of them were rollovers even. Oh my gosh. Oh, so, okay. Driving by all this first, you know, 10 hours straight that day and so i get to i get to kansas and i'm watching and the temperature's not getting any warmer and it's like i said it was negative 30 degrees you know the the snow wasn't falling from the sky it was blowing from the west it was horizontal snowing right um, just windy as i'll get out so i'm approaching ground zero i know it's going to be just a really cold find and i'm a vlogger so you try to do something that's unique like like you said with mingo it's there's nothing unique about the landscape it's you know you're on the planet hoth
0: yes (laughs) that's what that's the way it looked yeah
1: so so basically you get off the interstate and you get off onto a gravel road and mingo is on a on a smaller gravel road off of a great so if you're if the gravel road is the main road for that area you know it's desolate Yeah. So I get out and we know Mingo, it's just in the ground next to a fence post and it's, you can't, you can see it from the road. You can't miss it. So I knew the find itself. There was nothing unique about the the
0: age of it. It's kind of a cool container though. Yes. Yes. I mean, that's one thing about it, but you're right. I mean, the point of it is obviously it's the oldest active cash uh, in the U S so, I mean, there's there's something to be said for that yep. but in, in the container there's actually no, is
1: mm-hmm. there's no big search for it.
0: <laughs> no, no, there's, there's no searching. It's it's, it's the,
1: the journey to get there. And then uh, the, the pride with that, you yeah. know, with finding it and, and the container is unique. And so, so what I thought of right as I was getting off the interstate, I was like, well, I got to make this unique or say something, you know, I was thinking, well, can I say something or do something cool? And then I thought it's negative 30. Why not get it shirtless? So
0: <laughs> Why not?
1: <laughs> why not? Because us South Dakotans love our frozen pain. But so I park my car and I put my cam, my phone is what I use for my camera. So I actually lean that against the windshield. So it's got Mingo in the shot, the whole area. Um, I'm going to run out of my car uh, with my shirt off, run over, grab Mingo, hold it up and proudly <laughs> play it for the camera that I found it.
0: And somehow the camera is moving.
1: Yeah, and then uh, strangely, yeah, as you see in the video, (laughs) you you know, you you see you hear me leave, you you know, yeah, leave the car, and then you see me run into the shot, and it's it's almost like the instant I pick it up, I turn around to proudly display it, and I see my car rolling away. Rolling
0: (laughs) is the the video starting.
1: (laughs) The camera, like you said, is just slowly filming, slowly accelerating away, and I grabbed me like I don't even have time to set it down, I all of a sudden you just see from pure elation to sheer terror, my face change. And I sprint after my car and I have to sprint in front of it as it's driving, go around and uh, hop in the driver's seat and hit the brakes. And it was, it was about 10, 15 feet from running into a sign.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And if it, I have a big SUV. If it plowed through the sign, it would keep going until it hit a fence. Yeah. And, uh, so, You know, and I just thought, wow, that's a really, it was funny for the video. I knew instantly I had a huge moment in geocaching vlogging history. But um, as people were pointing out in the comments that I hadn't considered, a lot of times when vehicles start rolling, they automatically lock. Right. And mine does that. So I think if it had gone five more feet, it would have automatically locked. And my phone is filming in the car. I'm shirtless in shirtless the, we went in the middle of nowhere in Kansas. So my only, my only option would have been to run up like a crazed lunatic up to the interstate shirtless and wave a car down for assistance. Right.
0: <laughs> yeah. That would have been in that, that, that thought alone makes it even crazier. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, it's a, it's a great video. I know you didn't quite plan it quite like that, but, um, so you, um, you do geocache uh, by yourself a lot, but you also will, um, you meet up with people, especially, you know, lately you've been doing some really cool videos um, with some folks. Um, uh, I, I especially like your um, comedians in cars getting coffee, uh, play yeah. on that, Cashers yeah. in cars getting coffee, getting geocaches, yeah. how's it worded? I,
1: I'm still not confident I got the (laughs) wording, but I think it's cash chat in the car with cashers with coffee. That's it. I think that's what it is. I think I got it down finally, but six episodes. Uh, Actually, if you watch the episodes, I think the first three or four, I call Mm -hmm. it something different every time because that's okay. Just to the experience, but yeah, um, you know, as I travel around, because I just travel a lot naturally, so I'll end up being probably in someone's nick of the woods um, eventually. So. Uh, what I like to do is just, Hey, if someone wants to hop in my car, we go find a few caches. And as we're driving around, um, I'll just kind of do kind of like what you do with your podcast. You just ask some simple questions
0: mm-hmm. and yep.
1: I put up on YouTube and, um, I didn't realize coffee was going to be my big thing on my YouTube channel, but just my first, you know, four or five videos, I was doing these crazy climbing caches with oh, coffee. Yeah.
0: We'll, we'll save that. We're going to talk about We'll talk about the, the climbing yeah. here in a minute, but go ahead. Keep going. Yeah.
1: But the, uh, but the coffee side of things. And then also in one of my videos, I was just, I never considered the coffee thing, but I didn't have coffee and I had like, everyone was in my comments, like, where's the coffee? Where's right. The
0: coffee- <laughs> <laughs> now you're the coffee guy, which is funny yeah. because there've been times I think if, uh, especially for, 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 you, uh, you wonderful folks up further North, uh, it'd be kind of nice to have a hot cup of coffee to like unlock a, like um, you had one uh where the lock was like frozen, i mean literally frozen shut, and if you could have like drenched it in some coffee to get the ice off of it and kind of get it to where it could move again,
1: yeah, actually I got one I got an episode i 'm releasing right now it was I had a cool spur of the moment genius one of the in geocaching one of the right you know you oh, I could just do this, but we're uh we're doing a multi cache and there was a uh a plaque outside on this art installation and it was covered with snow. And even when you brushed it off, since the letters were raised, you could hardly read it because the snow is still in all the things. And it's just this metal sign.
0: Yeah.
1: And, uh, it's going to be a really long episode, but if you watch the whole thing, you'll see it at the end. And I actually just take my coffee and I pour it on there. And it was like the national treasure when he's squeezing, right. And the words start appearing (sighs) magically appears. (laughs) And the guy that I'm with, uh, um, he's just like, oh my gosh, that was genius, right? <laughs> and I'm like, that's right,
0: yes, it is. This <laughs> worked out perfect. Yeah, that's uh, that's funny because yeah, I've I've enjoyed those um, you know, videos with Dan and and different people. Well, people who know him as Derek, geocaching with Derek. I call him Dan, yeah. but Derek is what people know him as. But yeah, uh, you know, those are those have been those have been very fun uh, to watch. So. Um, so let's, let's talk a little bit about, um, some of your, Zach, what are we going to call these? Is it, is it, it's not crazy caching because you're it, super it, caching. extreme caching, super caching.
1: Yes. It's Super Bowl Sunday. Let's call it super caching. It's super
0: caching. So, um, what, what, um, have you always been somebody who, climb trees and kind of did super things like that before or did that all start with geocaching
1: yeah I, I guess like if my if my family was on a walk or my friends and i were you know say we're going on a hike and a lot of people it's like a mountainous hike is fun and exciting and physically demanding enough well i'm the one that's like zipping off the trail running up the tree <laughs> i z- running over to the other side climbing up a little bit of rocks and trying to do you know, handstands on the edges of cliffs and things like that. And that was just always kind of what I've always done.
0: <laughs> right. That's just your thing. But, uh, so, um, so you started filming these obviously cause you were doing, you know, cause you're vlogs. So, um, tell us about, um, a couple different ones that you've done recently. Uh, well, there's a couple of them that you did, that you did that we've, that we've been able to see and tell us yeah. a little bit how that, how those came about.
1: Yeah, well, actually, I mean, it was just something naturally. There was a few where that had somehow, you know, have slipped through the cracks over the years where, you know, they're not in town, so they're not banned from being on certain bridges or whatever. So they're out in the abandoned bridges. We have some of those around here um, that are also on public property. So uh, people would put cool, you know, you got those railroad bridges that have really tall structures on them, but it's... The actual climbing part is you're kind of climbing on a ladder is essentially what you're doing. So I didn't really have any fear there. It's like it's a steel ladder I'm climbing on. It's safe. So you know I had a few finds like that. Um, I really loved a bunch of the tree climbs. And eventually I was like, I I would look online and I would see a few. You know every once in a while someone might have done one or two climbing ones that they were really excited about. And I was like, wow. I mean I've done I've been doing this for geocaching for a few months and i know i've done you know 10 of these or something and the the video i have insane climbing bridge climb or whatever um my sort of my main big climb that people watched um, uh the girder one yeah that one was when i found that one i was like this is something that geocachers need to see um because this is one that you're there's actually a danger element of actually, I know you could always fall out of a tree and break an arm or something, but this is one where you're, uh, I think the center of the bridge is a hundred feet over a stream and where the cache is hidden is about 70 feet above like solid ground in a bike path. and rocks. Wow. Yeah. Um, and I had actually, even before geocaching, um, that was, that was just where I went to college was in that town. And so that had a, that bridge there. And I had actually climbed all over that bridge before. So mm. <laughs> I knew I could do it. And so I, the only people that had found it up until I found it had done it with, um, ropes and climbing gear and everything. Um, right. for, you know, they had all this equipment, all this safety. They had a group of five guys that were doing it. Uh, so, so, they pro- it-
0: so they probably repelled down to where you were going, but you went up. They probably went, they probably repelled down probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So they rappelled over the side of the thing and off yeah. under. And yeah, they were completely tied off, um, probably doubly tied off. And I just, I'm like, well, I know I could just climb out there and get it just, <laughs> just fine. So yeah, awesome. did that. It was, a, I think it's one of my, I think that and Mingo are probably my more, most viewed mm-hmm. videos. And um, there's probably a good reason for that entertainment value.
0: <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Risen. Well, I mean, like you said, you'd been on that, you have been up, you have been on that bridge a few times before, so it wasn't like you weren't completely unfamiliar with that, so, oh, yeah. but yeah, Um so don't, don't tell your parents, okay, just don't, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, Actually, um,
1: uh, I just showed my girlfriend's mom the, the video of me climbing that girder, and <laughs> she about had a heart attack,
0: <laughs> right, which is, not good. We're trying 'cause uh, we're trying to get your girlfriend more interested in geocaching because we're trying yeah. to you know and so that may not be the one for her to start with. We're gonna get her we're gonna get oh. her no, no.
1: I think you get a couple dozen and then we'll get her up next. Okay, good.
0: That's <laughs> a couple couple dozen. So, yeah. Now, um you you were able to do um f- some geocaching in Iceland. which is really cool. Um, so tell us a little bit about the trip to Iceland and, um, did some earth caches, Sydney, I hope you're listening. You got some earth caches over there in in Iceland. So, but now tell us a little bit about your trip, uh, with your family and, um, how you were able to, to do some geocaching while you were there.
1: Yeah. So I just got into geocaching and we had, before I was even into geocaching, we had a uh, my family was taking us kids. They always wanted to take us. I'm half Norwegian. So they always wanted to take us right. to uh, where we were originally from. Um, actually, and we even got to go to the the farm. And there's a church there in the town of uh, it's Moldstead. It's a okay. small area there. And that's my mom's last name is Moldstead. And so there's a town named after descendants of ours that is still there to this day. And descend- our descendants, you know, that didn't come over live there so it was really cool uh taking that trip but on our way to norway Mm -hmm. um we had a two three-day stop in iceland um where we did a bunch of different things in iceland and so right before uh we left for iceland Mm -hmm. i knew uh i i had just learned about earth caches like the night or two before we left and the concept of it and i was like well i bet you that's something because when you're going to like places like Iceland and Norway, you're going to be visiting the iconic places. Like oh, Nike, sure. Blue it's, Lagoon.
0: It's gorgeous there.
1: Yeah, there's hot Absolutely springs. Gorgeous. In yeah. So while I was over there, I made sure to take um, as many pictures as I could of me at those locations and then any information signs I saw. Um, if, if I would have known ahead of time, I really would have printed off pages of all of them and mapped them out. Um, so I know any future... I know a better plan for any international sure. travel now, yep. but obviously, I wouldn't have cell service or anything. So I just, there were, I think it was, what is it? Two or three earth caches I got over in Iceland. Yeah.
0: Cause so you're, uh, you're furthest, furthest East. And I think furthest North is, is, uh, is an earth cache that you did. Yep. So,
1: and so, like I said, it was just making sure I took pictures of the information signs and yep. stuff. Um, in hindsight, I wish I would have done that for Norway too. Um, I have a lot of pictures of me at places in Norway, Mm -hmm. but I don't know the answers to
0: stuff
1: there. And actually, I think a lot of them, actually, those seem to be written in Norwegian more. The ones in Iceland seem to be in English. Mm -hmm. So it's easier. And actually, that led to me posing a question for our friends on the Geocaching Podcast a few months ago, where I said, if you have pictures of yourself at a location for an earth cache, and you can figure out the answers or you know the answers because you were there, but you weren't there for the intention of geocaching, or did you know you didn't know about geocaching at the time or things like that? Can you still log it? And so they had the huge debate on what right. you do. Ultimately, it's, it's a game you play it how you want, but I decided not to do that for the Norway ones because I knew the Iceland ones were the few I had looked up and knew about, and so sure. I'll just have to go back.
0: That's right you just have you'll you definitely you, you do have to do that so that's great um so um now you've you've put out some you've put out some geocaches yourself uh, and um there was one i recently uh looked at in preparation for the show it's called what the heck <laughs> and yeah. What's interesting is reading it. You've got a. I know we're not going to get into spoilers. I don't want to do that because this is a this is a five five geocache. Um, but what the heck? Yeah. I mean, so- people are having a, people are having a little trouble trouble with it. Well, it's five five. They should have some trouble with it. But they should. Um, what is the basic? If you can sort of describe a little bit about what they're, what are they, what are they going after? Cause there's no photos, there's nothing. So what, what is yep. it that kind of is, is going on here?
1: Well, so there's,
0: is it underground? It is. Okay.
1: So well, basically if you look on a map, it takes you to just the residential neighborhood um, that you, but it's, it's a, an underdeveloped area out in the country. So the nice thing about this five, five is you can do, five terrain things but it's easy to do stealth for it so as long as you can park your car and get to it's a culvert cache is essentially what it is sure but if you can get from your car into the culvert without anyone seeing you the whole search is inv- invisible to the neighborhood so right. I love culvert caches for that reason you can search for a long time and not look weird
0: <laughs> yeah exactly
1: but this culvert cache is unique, and I'm not too worried about spoilers. I know the few people I know that would be listening to this live um, in the community here have found it. And if listening to this podcast brings them to co- you know, other people. No, to absolutely. Come, come, to,
0: come see it, yeah. Go to see it. You're getting fo-
1: it here. But essentially yeah. uh, it's uh, – you walk into about a five-foot-tall culvert so you can almost stand up and walk comfortably. And then uh, – but along there are chutes that are, you know – just a little bigger than your body that you can actually barely climb into and you climb into those a little ways and those end up going to the the road storm drains and you eventually find your way into one of those and it's hidden somewhere in one of those
0: right it's awesome but
1: kind of like uh kind of like those when you were kids crawling around the play places at restaurants or Mm -hmm. or indoor playgrounds so yeah Brings out the kid in you, and you, you earn the DT on that one.
0: Oh, good. Yeah. Well, uh, Memphis Mafia in the chat. He's uh, you've got you got him fired up for it. It's on his list, so okay. Good, he likes good, good. he likes tunnel caches and uh, being in Colorado. He's not really that far from you. Close now, yep. you know. Uh, well, but
1: <laughs> I'll, I'll talk about another one. Um, I have one called what. I'm not going to give a hint on that, but I just hid one called what two. And that one is a culvert cache. It's a really simple one because it's a large container. But if you go to where the ground, uh, ground zero is, you're standing in the middle of a gravel parking lot. Mm-hmm. And all it is, is like a 10 foot post next to you. And so since the, tra- it's like a one difficulty or a one and a half difficulty, but the terrain is like a five. <laughs> and since it, since it's so high, people think they need to bring a ladder and this gravel parking lot's right next to one of the main roads in Sioux Falls here. So you're kind of putting a ladder on this post when all these cars are driving by and everyone's watching you. So people will bring ladders there and search there. They'll climb to the top of this post and nothing's there. Right. What they don't realize is the cache is below them. Mm. And you actually walk, I think it's two or three tenths of a mile um, back into a culvert system.
0: Right, to get to where you could even begin to get to it. Okay, yeah, gotcha. So you
1: get to it, and then there's actually this huge opening in there that you can stand up in, and it's literally a large container filled with pens. So in the description I have, you don't need to bring your own pen because there's like 100 provided in there.
0: Awesome, very cool. (laughs) Yeah. So um, we're going to, and uh, I want to talk about, uh, a couple items, but I want to show for the, those that are watching and for audio, we'll we'll explain what we're doing. But I'm going to show uh, my screen because what I want to do is um, talk about a couple items. This one here, this is uh, BLTZ. Uh, I just grabbed number two, but <clears throat> talk a little bit about, and I'm going to show as we talk about this, um, this series, And I didn't realize th- this was in south dakota it's almost kind of like an et highway so talk a little bit about blt and and what you guys did to kind of uh uh, keep going as i show this screen go ahead
1: yeah so basically in south dakota um room 104 is one of the guy's names and he is uh the most he has the most hides in all of geocaching or the second most um with i think almost up to ten thousand now But he and then the general, uh, 1004. Mm -hmm. um, They they did their part with hundreds of them. Um, They they're tracing our state.
0: (laughs) Yeah, uh, it's amazing. So Mm
1: -hmm. going here on the on the screen here, you can see it goes all the way up. And I think yeah, right there it switches over to mystery caches. Right. The rest way up. Look at that. As you keep going, there are just, <laughs> so just keep
0: it just keeps going now you've done a lot of the traditionals that are yep. a part of this border uh, South Dakota border but you're 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 thinking about doing a lot of these or planning to do a lot of these mystery caches there's a couple traditionals in here, but
1: yeah I, th- I think uh I think Eric's listening in on this and he and I mm-hmm. are uh are planning on trying to do um five hundred uh mysteries in one day so actually that whole area you're driving by right there yeah those are all room 104s and they're all like one and a half one and a half or two twos he just you know he's driven to brookings and back from water see he's got the most hides in all the geocaching or the second most or whatever right and he's in you know, Watertown, South Dakota, a town of 20,000 people. But geocaching-wise, it's like the mecca for <laughs> um, power power caching. And actually, to where Alamogul and Mandu are up here Yeah. once a year, sometimes a little more than that, um, every time a new trail is popped up there. So, Right. yeah, and <laughs> he's this just is, got so many hides.
0: It just keeps going and going and going. Oh, here we are at the top of North yep. Dakota, or South Dakota. Yep. Look at that.
1: So we're gonna to try to do 500 mysteries in a day. Incredible! Uh, if we could pull that off, we figure that would qualify us for almost every <laughs> uh, every uh, power uh, challenge that there yeah. could be. Except for a, a, you know, a thousand caches in a day, we'd have to do the ET Highway for that. Right. But yeah, it's north of Aberdeen there. Right. And,
0: uh, so there's a little room for people to. There's a little growth room for South Dakota.
1: Oh yeah. So right. I did my part down south there
0: that you
1: yeah. saw um i'm doing my part to add to it and um there's talk of a few more people you know doing some mm-hmm. areas below there but yeah
0: because you're down way down here in this the, in the here's that is that what you're talking about the geocaching yep. right. there it is geocaching, geocaching trail trail out geocaching. because <laughs> you're south east of this you're down in the corner in si- sioux falls is where you're where you live down here yep
1: well yeah. no i'm up
0: Oh, are you up further. Oh, okay. This is Sioux yep. city. I'm sorry. I was looking at the wrong. Yes. Okay. But there's some, there's other, there's some other geo art here too. There's, um, I just saw the, oh, yeah. the peace sign. So, um, now you've got a spot. Uh, there's another geo art. So
1: oh, there's, now, there's tons. We actually, uh, we have to be one of the biggest geo art areas, the South Dakota, mm-hmm. uh, Iowa and Nebraska because Nebraska has got a ton. They have like go big red, mm-hmm. um, I think they have a cross obviously every state has a star somewhere right um, so they yeah
0: now but you're you're thinking about doing um something interesting and let's let's uh we're done with show and tell for right now let me
1: yep
0: switch back so um okay so um talk a little bit about you're hoping to do a fizzy grid yep uh, geo art kind of thing. Talk a little bit about how you're you're hoping to do that.
1: Yeah, so I've made I've done the part where I get all I make all the cache pages. I've found the air the spot. Um, that's like a it's like two square miles, and that opens up. It's like a five by five mile area that I can possibly hide these in. But I'm gonna do a fizzy an entire fizzy grid, eighty one caches, that each one is a puzzle. And you can get the find, um, but the, like I said, it's a it's an entire fizzy grid, so they it's it'll look like a square on your map, and right. you can just you could come and do the whole fizzy grid if you wanted to in a day. Um, you could get the you could just come and get the five fizzy DTS that you need to fill out your second loop or your third loop or something. Sure. But I thought I want to. I want to start to do some really big things in geocaching that people would travel to Sioux Falls again for, mm. um, obviously they have the BLT trail to do for power. They have the geocaching trail for art. Um, Eric does some great gadget caches here in town. And so if I could add a few other things, um, you know, like some of the stuff I'm talking about with fun DT finds yeah. where you're climbing tunnels or climbing trees, and then also doing the fiz, you know the fizzy grid um my last name's fix so i'm thinking of calling it fix fizzy grid i like it um, i like it yeah something simple but like i said i have all the cache pages made i have enough geocaches to hide and have enough for replacements um i have to make the puzzles um which some of them wouldn't be so hard the especially the one difficulties it's just i'm hiding it in the description or i'm just doing a simple math problem or you sure. know, you go to your waypoints and it's one of the waypoint, you know, just simple things like that. But, um, you know, I'll, they'll have to earn the five difficulty ones and, you know, sure. the higher get, but it's one of those things next, you know, if I get it done this year, then next winter people can spend the winter, uh, you know, solving all the puzzles, get all 81 done, and then take a weekend out here and just come and get them all.
0: Yeah. So, uh, you're mentioning, they're mentioning in the, in the chat room, uh, Neil Moore, uh, love you buddy uh he's uh we have good good talks back and forth together and he uh he mentions that um you know that would be uh something that they would do they'd travel to south dakota for that uh 81 in a day a type yeah. thing and and so does uh so does jamie's in in the chat room she mentioned the same thing Completing the fizzy in a, in a smallish area would be pretty neat and then sean also mentioned, he says, count count him in. He mentioned all. He had a question too about the diameter of the tunnel, but I'm not which sure which one of the tunnels we were talking about. Whether it's probably what the heck, but oh yeah, yep. Memphis. And then now, Memphis Mafia in the, in the chat room mentions, says, count us in too. That's more Jesse. I don't know if he could. I guess it, I guess Christy would do it too. I don't know. Uh, Christy yep. might well, Christie will come along, but. She, She'd, uh, she'd probably do it. She's pretty, she's pretty adventurous. She'd probably uh, go do that too, but.
1: Well, it's a culvert too, that doesn't have much water in it. So okay. um, you're walking, you know, 80% of the days, it's just a cement culvert you're walking in. It's, uh, it's both, both the ones that I was talking about. The main culvert is five foot. Um, I'm guessing the one they were asking about was that small offshoot. And it's, it's, it's small that, you'd have to be on your hands and knees or be crawling. Um, Even I'm trying to think, even if it's, if you're one of the larger, it's, you know, you'd still be able to do it. You just, it might be more Mm -hmm. of a laying down crawl, but it's, it's not small enough that like, it's only, you know, (laughs) if you're in rail, you can wiggle your way into there. And there's not really, and then when you get to the part where you're looking for the cash it opens up again. So you can kind of, your arms, you know, you can
0: stretch your arms and stuff out a little more, okay. so. Cool. Uh, so I mentioned earlier in the in the show, they were wanting to know if uh, you're at your new house. Is that where you're I, at? You... Yeah. Wanna, Yay. Wanna,
1: a little, I'm going to take you on a little Yeah, sh-
0: show us a little bit of the, yeah. Wait, let me put you on here, so hang on. Okay, yeah, right. there we go. Yeah. yeah. Um. You, you just finished the house recently. And
1: I, I built it myself, actually.
0: I know that's awesome. Uh, it it's, it looks fabulous. So, how much of that how much of, how much of that work are you um, did? I mean, how much of it did you do, and how much did you? I mean, how much you know? When people say they built their house, but did you do a lot of the work, or did you have contractors do a lot, or did you?
1: Yeah. So I guess like the actual building, you know, we the foundation, getting everything in
0: well,
1: there. Sure. Get, and crew would do that and everything yeah but, um you know I, I framed framed it up and mm-hmm. put, put it all on um we things like uh electrical and plumbing um they can just come and do that in a day or two and sure. so mm-hmm. just it's easier and faster to do that um but yeah we right now i'm finishing my basement actually because i have um mm-hmm. renters renting from me cool. um since i live by myself i figure why not rent all my rooms out and double or triple my mortgage payment right (laughs) so it's been great there but yeah i'm finishing my basement uh you know it's in just a couple weeks to i'm taking to finish it and we're at it's sheetrocked and it just got taped so we'll be painting this next week but yeah that's that's what my family does as well yeah one of the larger home or home building companies in this Mm -hmm. area so um we build about a hundred a year and so i've kind of grown up in the field and it's just, I was. It was time to. I'm 25 years old, so it was time. Time to time to move into my own house. and <laughs> well, get stuff no,
0: down. Yeah, no, th- no, that, that that is awesome. Yeah, uh, my my dad my dad built houses uh, a good portion of his life, so I, I understand about that. But I'm, uh, it's cool that you're that you're um, you were able to 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 do that and and um, you know it's, it's a lot of work. I know it is. And so, uh, I'm proud of you for, for doing all that. And, and, uh, That's why I
1: need to relax with geocaching in the evening.
0: <laughs> exactly. Cause you gotta get oh, away from so that my, sometimes. My
1: geocaching not really relaxing when I'm climbing, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you can't do those every day. You're only, you know, well, maybe you can, you probably can, you know, you're, you're sort of yeah. a super cacher, but, um, so a couple things. One is, um, I'm, kind of interested i was talking to my son a little bit about this but you were into vine quite a bit when <laughs> vine was uh big and this will lead that it's okay zach this will lead into the 20 somethings so uh oh. now vine is gone but you did a lot of vine
1: yeah um well i guess just i mean first off social media in general i've gotten So many geocachers reach out to me on Twitter and stuff, and it's like, you know, because how does this guy all of a sudden, he just popped on the geocaching scene, and he's got 10,000 followers or something. Well, um, just my entire life, I've kind of bounced between things to do, and I've gained followers for every little hobby I've picked up and uh, things like that. But, you know, the main one, Vine, I got popular. I tell a lot of puns, um, dad jokes, things like that. Um, hey,
0: wait a second. No, I'm kidding. I like <laughs> I, I like me a good dad joke too, but Oh yeah. See so
1: Sometimes I'm wondering what are you doing?
0: Oh there you go. I love it. Uh now it now you'll correct me though if I'm wrong here, but you had eight hundred and fifty thousand views yep. or watches of Vine. Yep. And you were really hoping to get to a million before they, they killed the app. I don't know. Why did but, they kill? What wonder they killed the app. I don't understand. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, I hadn't even used it for a while. So I was just hoping the stuff I had made would get get there itself. But, uh, I mean, I did a lot of trick shots, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I do soccer and basketball. And I've played pretty much every sport. So my trick shots aren't just one sport. It's actually uh, Ontario when I found that. Yes. Uh, my phone died because I only had like 8% when I got to Terry all right but I had a full charge I tried it for a few takes but I was gonna try and do a trick shot into the Terry all bucket
0: yeah it's a, it's a it's a Home Depot bucket
1: <laughs> yeah I was gonna I had a football along I was throwing that and gonna do like a you know 60 yard pass into the bucket and um got about two three throws in and the phone died and oh well <laughs> wasn't meant to be
0: someday. oh well yeah yeah was <laughs> Ker- Ter- Ter- a fun one but you know what's funny is, is that uh and it's it's it, it's similar to mingo in in many respects it's like people you know i'm not giving away spoilers here but there's a trail that leads you to Tel- yeah. terry all so you can kind of just walk up to terry you don't really have to do a lot of but it's the oldest in colorado yep. and um it's pretty high up you know um but uh, you know that's another uh a fun one to do and and um you know like you said now you did it of course at a completely different time of year you know <laughs> the we, worst did it, we did it like short well we did it in shorts but we could have done it in shorts but yeah you were up in uh probably a little chilly the day you did yours
1: oh yeah it was it was uh you know another negative whatever degree day in colorado and then you're up in the mountain by yourself uh out of cell phone range for you know
0: <laughs> oh yeah
1: yeah.
0: So well, um something we talked about previously and this is a good time to talk about this as we're kind of coming sort of getting toward the end of the show. Uh, and that is you know, I think there's a lot of a lot of I don't know if it's maybe perception, maybe I'm wrong, but it seems like the perception of geocaching is it's for like old people. Uh, yeah. W- is that okay. Um, what is it that we can do because you're like you said you're 25. Uh, my son's uh, one will one geocaches of course uh, more than more than the other other two, but uh, and he's 27. So, um, what is it? Um, do you think we can do to try to increase um, the interest in geocaching for the 20 something?
1: Yeah, well I think it, it kind of starts locally. Um, we do a, we do a good job here the um from the first geocacher i met in person actually was i was looking for one in this at a baseball diamond and this you know 10 11 year old kid walked up to me and was like are you geocaching and he had his little i you know his ipod touch. see the the cool thing with the younger generation and even kids is like they have on their phones or whatever they have for devices like they already have if they can download geocaching sure Mm -hmm. Uh, they could start much younger they don't have to figure out how to use a gps or things like that and a lot of them especially if you live in cities like you could bike to a good amount of them and i think the biggest thing that i always try to do is whenever i know and i see those guys uh, they'll work really hard and uh, they'll put a hide together that's really cool that you know they spent some time on and they take some pride in um, mm-hmm. you know write really encouraging logs on there maybe drop them messages if they haven't geocached in a <coughs> while and just say you know uh, feel feel free to uh, hide more because you, we really like your geocaches um, I hope through my videos too that I can show you know because some of them when they go geocaching with their dads or their parents they might be tired of finding LPCs or mm-hmm. ones trees that are just you know you walk up and it's like an ornament hanging there yeah uh, you know if I can show them hey there's these really cool uh, puzzle boxes or there's these cool climbing ones uh, yeah I take you know I flare it up for my videos a lot on how risky I'm being but some of them you know if you can climb a tree for you know 10 feet yeah. tall you climb up there like I would rather see kids climbing trees for geocaches than spending their whole Saturday, you know, on yeah. their, you know, Xbox playing and, and not going outside. So, absolutely. and if, if at home, if they can spend time building cool geocaches that you see people put online, um, you know, or even 3d printers are out there, maybe they're programming cool ones on 3d printers, but the biggest thing is always encourage them mm-hmm. um, and try to make it accessible to them. Um, if I know where they live, I try to hide some fun ones over by them. So it hopefully gets the spark going. But, mm-hmm. um, I know, I mean, part of it for the 20 somethings is they're just starting jobs and careers. And so I, life is hectic right now. So maybe they aren't getting out, but, um, you know, I know I have a lot of time in my evenings that I can go out and get one or two a day and try and keep a streak going. You know, yeah. like just always you know always bring a bring a friend um gifting memberships you know it's always it's always worth it (laughs) because yeah you know if i if i gift a friend or a membership to to some someone they're more likely to continue doing it and who knows they might keep putting out hides for you to find too yeah
0: Yeah, that's a really good idea is to really kind of like you said encourage uh in fact uh, one of our one of my uh one of my sons asked me for the premium membership as a gift. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, I, I was like, well, I probably should have thought of it before he did. But, you know, that's something for everyone out there that uh, would like to get <clears throat> either their, their sons and daughters involved or cousin or somebody. You know, that may be something that um, is something to think about in, in to encourage, um, you know, the teen up to 30 year old 18 to 30 year old uh, uh demographic and try to get them involved is you know b- give them you know you know give them a premium membership and, and you know give them uh, you know, open up all those extra caches that are out there and uh just look for ways uh you know i agree zach just let's let's just find ways to really encourage um you know those folks and like you said the, um that's a hectic time of their life. Is just trying to get, like you said, careers going and, and a lot of different things working. But uh, you know, just try to um, try to show them that that there's such a wide range of um, areas of geocaching. We were, you know, you and I were talking earlier with your girlfriend about how, um, you know, there's other things you can do. You know, there's there's puzzles. There's there's um, you know, finishing out a fizzy grid or, you know. Going after extreme caches or whatever, whatever you want to do, there's so many different things uh, out there that are involved with that. So,
1: well, and I'm sure she won't mind if you know canoe trips happen because we're going for some water geocaches or things like that. It doesn't hurt if you know you get at the expense of an entire day. All it costs is you know dealing with me finding one cache or two caches.
0: Absolutely. But so so, is so far she? she is she over there is she where is she yeah, are man, you looking over. get over yeah, over yeah. here well,
1: yeah yeah
0: yeah yeah come, come say <laughs> hi
1: she's gonna soon be the star of some of my videos people are gonna be clamoring for more <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah come on say hi there you are hey how are you doing good how are you i'm good good to see you again <laughs> yeah uh, tell them-
1: first geocache you found with uh, with uh me the how it day. took me like 20 minutes to find it and it was right in front of me <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey that's what it is for all of us so you know you don't let don't let zach give you any hard time about that all right yeah if, if, <laughs> you give her a hard time you have to deal with me okay you understand okay so i'm not gonna right. let her we're not gonna let that happen to her so so yeah, make make sure and you know get out somewhere interesting to make it interesting for her. You know, think about her sometimes, Zach, and and not oh, do yeah. z- <laughs> we'll,
1: we'll, we'll have coffee on all the oh good, the I'm geoc- sold. Yeah, she's we, sold. We, I'm okay. have coffee on the the outings, which my She'll viewers will like. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> yeah. like they call me out anytime I don't have coffee in my videos.
0: Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. All right, well, um. As we wrap up, Zach, is there anything else that you wanted to, to say before we, we wrap up tonight?
1: Um, I mean, shameless plug to go subscribe to my Sodak Zach YouTube channel.
0: Absolutely. So you <laughs> just go to YouTube and it's Sodak Zach, right? O S O D A K Z A K. Yep. For, for South and, Dakota. Uh, mm-hmm.
1: Honestly, I mean, and you know this, Gary, like reaching out on Twitter, I love talking with people on there and sharing pictures and. Um,
0: US I mean, Geocaching I- Hour. On Mondays, yeah,
1: but, yeah. U.S. geocaching hour Perfect. is my favorite day every week to to interact with people on Twitter, and I love when people are sharing. Like, I've I've had countless people where they reach out and say, "Hey, I did a climbing cache, you know, today," and they, they they'll tag me and say it was kind of because, you know, they want to do a cache that I do, you know, the the type of climbing ones. And I've seen uh, a few of those really difficult ones in my videos has already gotten some more traffic to mm-hmm. geocaches in small towns. So it's always fun seeing that and yep. hopefully that people
0: continue to do that. Awesome. Yes. Well, um, <clears throat> coming soon geocache talk, uh, we are going to have on, uh, next week, uh, peanuts or pretzels. Um, that's Josh and Liz Wilson. Of course they're back from overseas. Zach, you'd fit in real well with those, uh, th- that couple, oh, yeah. they're a neat, neat, uh, couple and they travel, They travel and they're back, Uh, they're living in Denver, uh, Colorado, so we're going to talk a little bit about their um, coming back to the States and um, a little bit about international geocaching and their uh, experiences uh, while they were overseas uh, doing uh, doing that, living overseas. And then uh, the week after that, we're going to have on, uh, this is, it's kind of an odd explanation for this, but um, Memphis Mafia is going to be on. Uh, Jesse and and Christy are going to be on and this is sort of their um, return because we had a contest back in the fall uh, and they did everybody did a video and we people voted on it and they won and so even though they've been on since (laughs) it's kind of a (laughs) weird it's all mixed up a little bit but anyway this is their return visit to the show uh, and uh, anyway, it was all for good. It was all good fun anyway. And, uh, but they're going to be back on, uh, tell us about some of their recent trips, uh, San Diego and his kayaking trip recently is, uh, interesting to talk about. And then we're going to have on, uh, in three weeks, uh, Geo Paul, Geo Paul is in, uh, great Britain and, um, he is a British geocacher and vlogger. So if you haven't checked out, go check out Geo Paul sometime, uh, Zach, he's a interesting uh fellow oh, we've if he's a bunch he's you've one seen, of my favorite followers on there oh great yeah yeah he's uh uh we've always kept in touch over the years and so um finally got a chance uh and so uh he's gonna he's gonna be on uh on the uh, february twenty sixth. so anyway so well anyway zach thank you so much for being on tonight um very hey, pleasure
1: yep take
0: care you bet thank you sir uh, so anyway, we hope uh, everybody enjoyed the show. Please email me your comments uh, at uh geocache at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at geocache talk and Facebook at facebook.com slash geocachtalk. Show can be found on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, as well as the Geocache Talk website. Don't forget to click on the subscribe button below so that you can see and hear the show on a weekly basis. And also it's a good it gives you a good reminder that the show is on, so definitely subscribe and yes, go ahead Zach.
1: all of us need to give Gary a big congrats for his patreon he yes hundred dollars we
0: so, we're at one hundred we're at one hundred dollars now,
1: yep, yeah. become a patron guys. it's well worth it 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 costs next to nothing it's a an extra coffee a week
0: there you go, exactly, <laughs> yeah. And uh, yes, thanks, uh, Zach, for mentioning that, that uh, we did get to 100. So a lot of cool stuff uh, coming up uh, over the next, uh, you know, over this, this, this coming year. It's going to be exciting uh, to, to uh, see everything that's uh, going to happen with, uh, with the podcast. So anyway, so until next week, uh, don't, don't just talk about geocaching. You know, do it do so Zach does and go geocaching. Even if it may be extreme sometimes, <laughs> right? No.
1: Oh yeah.
0: Oh well. Go climb. All right. What's that?
1: Go climb something.
0: <laughs> go climb something. There you go. That'd be my fi- that will be my conclusion from now on to the show till next week. Go climb something. So anyway, <laughs> good night everybody.